Good morning, and welcome to the new series, Broken Record, all about getting out of the excuse spiral that we're in. Uh, My name is Stephanie. I'm one of the pastors here. I also get the privilege and opportunity to be one of those uh, kids small group leaders that Caitlin and Simone talked about. It's one of my favorite roles here at Infuse, um, where I get to each week, just like we have small groups for adults and community, I get to lead a small group um, of three through five-year-olds and get to journey with them and invest as they get to develop and grow their own faith. Um, So really excited to be here and join you this morning. Um, A couple other fun facts about me. I am a big Iowa State fan, so I had an awesome weekend. Um, I'm sorry for all of you Hawkeye fans, but it it was a good weekend for me as well. Um, Another thing that I'm really excited for is with Big Sunday, I got the opportunity to plan to have a big prop. So I brought a giant prop with me because I thought it was only appropriate that we have all these big things outside, big snow cones, big lunch. So I needed a big prop on stage. So we're going to be talking shortly about my big prop. Um, But for me, um, I'm just going to be really transparent with you to start off the bat. And just like a lot of our speakers up here, they're speaking from the heart, and we're on this same journey with you. And a part of this journey is I have to be really transparent with you that I was once really good at excuses. Sometimes I can still be really good at it. Um, You can ask my husband. Um, I don't tell this story very often, but when we were dating, I actually tried breaking up with him, and I had a lot of really good excuses for why I needed to break up with him. Um, You even tried that whole, you know, it's not you, it's me. This isn't working out. I don't know if any of you have ever tried that, but he actually wouldn't let me um, use any of those excuses. He said I couldn't break up with him. And here we are uh, 11 years later. (laughs) Um, So somehow I got out of uh, making all of those excuses. Um, But my kids are also really good at making excuses too. Maybe some of your kids are really good at making excuses or your coworkers or your colleagues. In fact, I almost wanted to make an excuse for not to be here this morning too. Again, I'm just being really transparent because I really wanted to be home snuggling with my uh, one-year-old who broke her arm. And I was like, that's a really good excuse, right? Uh, I think we maybe have a picture. Um, If not, she is 16 months and she broke her arm on Friday night. So I was like, oh, that's a really good excuse just to stay home and cuddle. Um, I don't know about you, but one of my favorite excuses is I love the something unexpected came up. Um, That's a go-to one. Um, I was also Googling most popular excuses, and what came up was most popular excuses to get out of work, which must mean that a lot of us really don't like our jobs. Um, And some of those were you tell your boss that you ate something bad because they won't ask any questions. It's like, that's pretty good. Um, There was a lot about excuses with your kids or your dog, your dog's really sick, or a family emergency, because no one will ask you questions there either. So there's a lot of really good excuses that we all come up with, whether it be to get out of doing something, to be in or out of a relationship, to say yes or no to the next opportunity. Oh, there she is, yep. Um, yes, it was quite a traumatic experience, but um, she's doing well. Uh, but yeah, we all come up with different excuses. Um, even my four-year-old comes up with really good excuses. Um, And we all try to manipulate a situation or we come up with something that's maybe not quite the full truth, but kind of 
close to the truth. Um, just because sometimes we don't want to avoid being somewhere or with someone or in an opportunity or out of an opportunity. So this morning with my big prop, I thought about this excuse spiral that we're in. And excuses are almost kind of like a paper wall. I know some of you came in thinking that this looks like a real wall, but it's really just a paper wall. Um, it's not a real, but it is a wall, right? And from a distance, it looks like a real reason. It looks like a barrier. It looks like an obstacle. It looks like something that you don't have a choice. You approach it and it's black and white. It's a wall. But as you get closer and closer to that paper wall, you realize that it's not the concrete wall that you once thought it was. Because that paper wall looks like it's setting up a barrier of what you're willing to try or not try, or an opportunity that you're willing to say yes or no to. And what happens from a distance is your excuse, just like a paper wall, it almost looks like a real reason. And that can be a dangerous, slippery slope when you turn an excuse and make an excuse be portrayed as a real reason. See, there's a reason, I know this is gonna be shocking to you, but there's a reason why I can't be an NFL linebacker. I'll let you determine what that reason is, but even if I wanted to dream all day, there's probably a few reasons why I couldn't be an NFL linebacker. But is there a reason why I can't explore that opportunity or forgive that person or be in or out of that relationship? or invest my time differently? Is there a reason or is there an excuse? See, in the real world, our excuses, even though sometimes there might be a reason, our excuses come out as becauses. I don't know if any of you ever have used this word at all or it's in your vocabulary, but in the real world, it's, well, why don't you? Well, because. Well, why haven't you yet? Well because, well, why did you keep on doing that? Well, because, well, why didn't you try that? Well, because, why don't you start? Why don't you stop? Oh, uh, well, because of this, I got this. Why don't you forgive her or forgive him? Uh, well, because don't you know what they really did? Why don't you stay with that person or why don't you leave? Why didn't you quit that job? Why didn't you go apply for that new job? Why didn't you say yes for that opportunity? Well, because, well, because I got this, and because I got this, I got all these becauses everywhere. Because, 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 because. And all of those becauses turn into these excuses. And there's a fine line between a reason and an excuse. And most of the time, all of our excuses, we have a reason, but we make up an excuse. We know that because we say this to our friends or our coworkers or our, even our kids or maybe your parents said this to you. We say the comment, well, you're just making excuses, aren't you? When a coworker says, well, I can't do that project, can you take that on? It's easy to see it because you say, oh, you're making excuses. I wish you would have just told me the real reason. It's really, really easy to see the difference between an excuse and a reason in others. We see it in our, our bosses or our managers or our employees, our coworkers, our kids. 
In fact, my kids, I don't know about you parents out there, my kids are really, really great at coming up with excuses. Um, they get pretty creative. Um, my oldest, Elia, who's now four, for a long time, she would, whenever you'd ask her to do something, like, hey, Elia, can you help me unload the car? Can you help me carry up the groceries? She would look at me, I only have two hands, Mom. And she would say, I only have two hands, two hands. Like her two hands weren't enough. She needed like four hands and then she would help me. So her excuse was that she only had two hands. Um, so I'd get creative and say, well, I only have two hands too. And then you kind of like see the wheels turning. Her favorite um, is when she really wants ice cream. She says, I'm just so hot. There's no other way to cool me down. I need ice cream. I'm so hot. Um, and it's the middle of winter. <laughs> Um, and that's her excuse to try to get us to give her ice cream. But it's easy to see in other people when they have these excuses. I don't know about you, but I've been in meetings at work um, where they call together the whole team, um, or if there's a transition with ownership, or there's something financially not going well, they get everyone together in a room, and they say, well, the reason is that we're downsizing is da-da-da-da-da. Or the reason is we're going to be making these changes is, and it's like you and your coworkers looking out there like, these are just excuses. Like they had to have a meeting, they had to come up with this reason and turn it into these excuses to color code it or to try to make it look different than what it was. And then we get lost in what, what's the real reason or what's the excuses. Because we always hear the reason is, well, the reason is I can't show up because the reason is. But how many times have you heard someone say to you, well, my excuse is, or the excuse that I have is, and here's the excuse. Wouldn't that be so refreshing? Like, I would just love to hear that, especially like from my spouse. Well, my excuse is, I'm like, thank you. Thank you for just telling me your excuse versus trying to come up with a reason that's disguised as an excuse. So I think we should practice something today. I want you guys to say out loud, my excuse is, okay, ready, repeat after me, ready? My excuse is, now when was the last time you said that? It's probably been a while, right? We never say that. Those of you watching online are probably like, thank goodness I am not here in person. Having to say this out loud and being called out, some of you might have been elbowing the person next to you, and you're like, yeah, you should be saying that instead of the reason is. Um, or you're thinking about the person in your mind that always makes excuses, and you're thinking about, man, I wish they were here. I hope they watch this, or I'm going to be sending them the link this week because they need to hear this message. But it's so easy to see in everyone else, but it's hard to look in the mirror and see in ourselves that we have maybe told ourselves excuses. We've told others around us their excuses. And we have to quit disguising our reasons as excuses. Because there are reasons why we have excuses, but it's harder to face those reasons and work through the emotional aspect behind those excuses and what's really behind or what's at the root and the heart of what those excuses are. See, for some of us, our excuses are constructed based upon something that someone told us. Maybe someone growing up or in a job, someone told you something and it defined how you think about yourself and then it defined what opportunities you said yes or no to. 
For some of you, it's what someone called you, a specific name or a specific um, box that they put you in, that you were only capable within this scope, and it's hard for you to go outside of that because of what someone called you. Maybe for some of you, it's what someone labeled you. And they said, you know what? You're a mom, so you can't do that. So you know what? It's hard for you to think like I should or I shouldn't do that because if I'm a mom, I really can't or I shouldn't do this. Or there's all these other labels, whether it's you're a father or you're supposed to be um, a specific job title and you think that you only can do that. And you were put into that box based upon a label that someone put around you. For a lot of us, it's something that someone expected of us. And whether that expectation was well-intended or not, and whether we succeeded or we failed, this defines a lot of our excuses and it shapes us because we may not want to ever enter into an opportunity like that or we're, we're not sure if we'll be able to meet that threshold that someone else set for us. So their excuses are based upon a rooting of someone setting an expectation for you that maybe wasn't realistic. And so you say yes or no and create excuses around that based upon expectations set out by other people in your life. A lot of us invent reasons to um, defend our certain um, behaviors or actions. So then when we come up with excuses, we feel like we have to defend what we do or we do not do. And that's driven out of our reactions. So when you react to certain situations, a lot of times that's coming from, hey, I told you, I called you, I labeled you, I expected of you. Our behaviors are affected in that. And then we create an excuse. Our overreactions. Well, let me tell you why I overreacted. Well, it's because so-and-so did this to me a long time ago. Or, you know what? They told me I needed to do this or I shouldn't do this. And we justify our overreactions with excuses. For some of us, we neglect certain things. We just don't even want to uh, touch that subject or that opportunity. And we create a, excuses around why we neglect things. Same with avoiding. A lot of us will avoid or procrastinate. And we create excuses again. When there's really a deeper reason that sometimes some of us have to face. Instead of just coming up with the excuses about these different behaviors and the way we act. Because most times, the root of an excuse, these are portrayed this way, but the root of an excuse is that we're blaming something internal for something external. There's something deeper inside, whether it be a hurt or a pain or something you previously experienced. And you have a reason. You have an experience that shaped who you are and shaped why you make excuses. But most oftentimes it's something internal that we're gonna then turn into an excuse of an external excuse. But see, the thing is we have to get out of that. We have to get out of that spiral. We have to decide that we're gonna do something different. Because the moment you decide that you wanna start making excuses instead of do something different is the moment that you start constructing a wall. And guess what? It's not a real wall, but you're constructing a paper wall. 
And really, you think you're protecting yourself in those situations? But what are you keeping yourself out of? You think this wall is going to be the safety net that keeps you in and keeps you protected. And nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say yes to that. I'm going to keep my walls, my barriers up. And really, you're walling yourself in. You're keeping yourself out of opportunities. You're keeping yourself out of relationships or even better relationships. All because of something that you don't want to admit or do the hard work and work through. You say, ah, I just can't. Ah, nah, I don't want to. Ah, I'm afraid to try. Nah, it's not for me. I got this going on. And then this becomes a real reality. This paper wall looks like a real wall to you. And the wall that you thought once was going to protect you has now locked you in. I don't know about you, but all throughout my life, there have been a lot of times where I told myself that I couldn't do something or that I shouldn't try that. And I missed out on opportunities. I said, nope, I got this going on. Or, no, you know, I would love to. Well, but I got this. All because of this paper wall that I I could have broke through. I could have worked on that. I could have said yes to that opportunity. But I walled myself in, thinking that this was a real barrier, that that deeper issue was a real barrier that I couldn't get through. And things that could have brought me joy and excitement and new opportunities I missed out on. And maybe for some of you, you know exactly those moments in your life or you know someone that you deeply care about, that you see them put up this wall. Because from far away, it's easier to see in others. And so you see this wall that they put up. And you know that it's meant to keep you at a distance, but ultimately... It's keeping them walled in. So is it possible that you're missing out? That you're missing out on something greater that God has in your life? Something better, someplace more than you could ever imagine that he wants to take you to, all because you walled yourself in. And we don't accept these excuses from others around us. We don't As parents, we don't accept those excuses from our kids. We don't accept those excuses and this wall that the people that we love the most put up around themselves. So why do we allow ourselves and the person in the mirror, why do we allow ourselves to accept those excuses and accept this wall that we've put up in our lives? For some of you this morning, you're probably sitting here like, okay, so why are we talking about this in church? What does this have to do with our relationship with our Heavenly Father? Well, our Heavenly Father wants to be in a relationship with us. He doesn't want to be a transactional Heavenly Father. And in that relationship, He wants to lead us. And He wants to guide us to places. He wants to work through the hurt and the pain and the excuses. He wants to take you pass this wall. He wants to tear this wall down so that you're not walling yourself in and your world feels really small and alone. 
See, there's a close connection between our ability to follow Jesus and your willingness to push through this and acknowledge that maybe some of those reasons you've been saying are reasons, maybe they're reasons not to even follow Jesus or to be there on Sunday morning or to join a small group or get connected and volunteer. Maybe some of those reasons were really excuses. And you need to look at the person in the mirror and say, who does God want me to be? What is the purpose that he has for my life to break through this wall and all the excuses I've put up so I can have a deeper, meaningful relationship with others around me, a richer, fuller life filled with peace and joy? Just like anything in life, things can become our king. We can put things on the throne, whether it's our career or our money, and even excuses can become our king. They can become our master. They can take over your life. And again, maybe you've seen this in others that you know or care about. Maybe in your life, that king has said, well, you should try that, you shouldn't try that, you should go do that, you shouldn't do that, you should apologize, you should go talk to her, you shouldn't talk to him, you should go forgive. And all of these excuses become our king. For those of you Christians in the room and Jesus followers, maybe you've sang about King Jesus and um, have heard songs about King Jesus, but really maybe something deeper in your life, you've been serving King Excuse. It's easy to, to, to walk the walk but are you really, are your actions following what you're saying? To modernize this a little bit, excuses can become your boss. They can micromanage you to the point where you're making every decision based upon, again, what people called you, labeled you, told you you could or couldn't do, or expected of you. And they become your boss. Or take it a step further, excuses can become the board of directors in your life. Oh, well, we unanimously vote that you should not take that opportunity. And they direct every decision that you make because you didn't deal with the deeper issue or the deeper reason behind that excuse. And you come up with all of these, well, because, because, oh, I can't, because... And do you really want to live your life allowing the excuses in your life to be the boss of you? Just constantly making stuff up and blame outside reasons for something that I should work on inside? Because there are reasons, right? There are real reasons why we make excuses. We don't just make them up for the fun of it. Maybe there's a couple of you or know someone who makes excuses up for the phone. But for the most part, there are real reasons. And you know people like this. And maybe that's you. Where you would sit and you would drink coffee with them and you hear their story. Or maybe you've read a biography of someone. They had real hardship. They had challenges. They had obstacles in their life where they had every reason. They could have made up excuses till kingdom come. But they chose to work through those. They could have put up a whole bunch of paper walls around their life and said, you know what? This happened to me and I can't work through it. 
Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make different excuses and put up this wall so I don't have to take those opportunities and take those moments and work through those challenging aspects. I don't know about you, but I don't want to get to the end of my life. And because I made so many excuses because of this stupid paper wall that I put up between me and others, that I missed out. That there was opportunities. There was God-sized dreams. There was a purpose for my life. And I missed out on all of them because I constructed a paper wall. Not a real wall, but a paper wall. Something that you could poke holes in and say, ah, is that real, the real truth? Do we need to work on that? Maybe for some of you, the first step is you need to apologize to yourself. And you need to say, you know what? I'm sorry I made excuses. I'm sorry, Stephanie, that you made an excuse to do that. And I know the real reason behind that was, you know what? Someone told you that because, you know what? Because you're a woman, you couldn't do that. Because you're a mom, you should do that. And because someone expected you to do a certain thing, you, you said no to that other opportunity because you knew that would ultimately let them down. In Scripture in the New Testament, there's a book called Hebrews. We're not sure who the author of this book is. Um, it's more of actually a sermon. And there's this beautiful piece of Hebrews, and it's an analogy of running in a race. And there's this scripture that speaks to running this race. And in this scripture, the author is trying to get these Jewish Christians that are going through a very, very difficult time to understand that that is not an excuse to quit following Jesus. That even in these difficult times, even in these obstacles, that that's not the time and that's not an excuse to quit following Jesus and not to give up just because you're going through difficult times. And whether you're new to faith or still exploring faith, the scripture is a really great principle regardless and really great advice um, all throughout life. And in Hebrews chapter 12, verse one, it says this, let us throw off everything that hinders, not just this liver in your life, but throw off everything that hinders you don't give up because of the difficult things. You're running a race. And if you're going to run your race, you have to get rid of everything that hinders you from running that race and that race of life. The next um, stanza says this, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. If you're still exploring faith and you're a little unsure about how you define sin or um, personally you've wrestled with define sin, if you follow Jesus through the Gospels, he's very specific about what sin looks like. And to kind of sum it up, a great way to put it is that it's anything that hurts someone or that hurts you. And I think sometimes you forget that second aspect of if it hurts you. Because God so loved the world and he loves the people in the world. He wants to be in a relationship. 
And we're each his sons and daughters. And if we're hurting someone that God loves, that breaks God's heart. Or if we're hurting ourselves, whom God created, that breaks his heart. See, lying is a sin. Lying breaks a relationship. I don't know if any of you have ever lied to someone or been lied to. That's very hard to repair because it breaks that relationship. And lying to yourself breaks that relationship as well. Lying to yourself is a sin. It hurts you because you're telling yourself something that is not true. An excuse is a lie. It's a lie we tell ourselves about ourselves. It's something we make up. Again, we had a reason. It was because something that we were told or someone labeled us or called us or a certain situation in our lives. But an excuse is a lie. A lie that we tell ourselves that, you know what? You can't do this. Ah, you shouldn't do that. Your social expectations say, well, you should do this. You shouldn't do that. Maybe you shouldn't apply for that new opportunity because you know what? You're not good enough or you don't have that skill set or you know what? That, that role doesn't quite fit who you are or, mm, I don't know, those friends over there, they don't look and act like me, so, uh, excuses are lies that we tell ourselves about ourselves. The next part of the verse in Hebrews chapter 12, it says this, it says, let us run, run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. And if you look at your life as a race, I don't know about you, but I want to get to the end of my life and I want to have run my race with purpose, on purpose, and it be intentional. And I want to use these gifts that God has given me. I don't want to just live to live and get through, but I want to run my race with perseverance. And I want to throw off everything that hinders me from running that race even the excuses. Because if God has called me to do something, I wanna be able to do that. I wanna live in confidence that I was called to do that, God has asked me to do that. And I wanna throw off things that hinder that, like making up excuses for why I can't or why I shouldn't. I wanna get to the end of my life and I wanna have those opportunities that if I was hiding and I had walled myself in behind a paper wall, I want to be able to have the joy that came from those opportunities. For some of you, you have goals, you have ambitions, you have a purpose. For you, your family, those you care about. So why do you want to let things get in the way and hold you back from running your race? Why do you want to tell lies to yourself about why you can't run that race or run that race to the best of your abilities? Don't lose your own race. 
don't compare your race to someone else's and that's why you make an excuse. Well, I'm not gonna be able to run this race and this, do this life as well as they are or take this opportunity and do as well as they are. I don't look like them. I don't act like them. I don't have the skill set like them. And allow those excuses of comparison to keep you from running your race. I don't know about you, but I want to look back and I want to be able to say that, yep, I poked holes in all those things that were holding me back. I want to start taking on those opportunities. I want to say yes. I don't want to have to come up with a reason and turn it into an excuse of why I couldn't do something when I know that I should have been doing that or working on a relationship or repairing something. If you've looked at people around you that have made a difference, or again, read stories, or um, look throughout the continuum of time, the people who made a difference, they rarely make excuses. Because even when they fail, they get up and they try again. They don't put paper or walls around them that keep them from being engaged. If they're going to make a difference and live a life that's fulfilled, loving and serving and giving back, they're not making excuses. They're not sitting there putting up walls around them. They work through them and they tear down the paper walls. They quit living for themselves and they start serving others because they don't make excuses. The next piece in this verse um, is really great. It says this. It says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Not a period, but a comma. It says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. What would it look like if we got to tear down this wall, not alone, not isolated by ourselves, but we got to fix our eyes on Jesus. We can turn away and not look at the excuses. We can turn away from them. We can turn away from the fears that once held us back or the lack of opportunity or the lack of resources that we thought that we had. Or we can turn away from the past. We get to turn away and work through the hurt because we get to look somewhere else. We get to look and fix our eyes toward a heavenly father who loves you and wants so much more for your life than you feeling like you've walled yourself in and being held back from opportunities and being felt small or stuck behind the wall feeling self-absorbed or without resources. We have to stop eventually just manufacturing and being an excuse factory. Fixing our eyes on Jesus to say, you know what? I know that I have reasons for my excuses and there's some deep hurt, but I want to fix my eyes on Jesus so that I can work through those. That I can become a better person that he's called me to be. That I can love and be a disciple of him. That I can start loving others around me differently that I can start having opportunities that I once would have been so afraid to do, but have opportunities that bring me deep joy and meaning 
and purpose. For us, I know this is going to sound cheesy, but we have to take our why nots and all the reasons of why not, and we have to turn them into why not? Why not try again? Because if you fix your eyes on Jesus, why not? Why not lean into that relationship with a heavenly father? Why not sign up? Why not show up? Why not apply for that job? For some of you, why not leave the job that's unhealthy? Why not finish that education? Why not just be honest with that person? Why not sit down and have a conversation with someone who labeled you or expected something of you or told you something? Why not? Why not pay off that debt? Why not start that new adventure? Start that new business? Why not? What's that reason that's holding you back from that why not? Because Jesus wants to lead us through that. He wants us to tear down these paper walls and lead us to this beautiful opportunity that's on the other side. He wants to poke these holes in this wall and tear that down so that you're not walled in alone and isolated. He wants to take what you have and not look at what you don't have or who you're not. He wants to look at who you are and who he's called you to be to make the most of what he's given you and lead you to an opportunity and lead you into relationships and community and a life fulfilled with deep meaning. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just want to say I'm sorry for all the excuses the excuses I've made up throughout my life, the excuses I've told myself, the excuses I've even told you when I knew that there was something I needed to do, someplace you were leading me, or an opportunity that you were presenting, and I I made an excuse for why I couldn't do that. I'm sorry for the times that I didn't lean in and trust you. And I lied to you and I lied to myself. When you knew that I had the gifts, I had the ability to do it. And I had you to lean on in those opportunities. So in this moment going forward, I pray that each one of us, including myself, that when we're about ready to give a reason, really an excuse. I pray that you will call us out in those moments. That we'll stop and think before that that excuse comes out of our mouth. That we'll stop and think, is this an excuse? Should I really be saying yes to this opportunity? What are you leading us to? To do in that moment to say yes. I'm going to show up to that. I'm gonna sign up, I'm gonna apply for that, I'm gonna do that. Give us the strength to not let those excuses come out of our mouths. 
that we'll start doing the deeper, harder work of fixing our eyes upon you and work through maybe some of the deep-rooted reasons of why we've made those excuses. We'll fix our eyes on you to say, yep, I need to sit down and have some of these hard conversations that keep leading to me making excuses. Pray that you give us that wisdom to make those right decisions in the next days and weeks to come so that we aren't feeling like we're just an excuse spiral, spiraling downwards, feeling more and more isolated, more and more alone. And that as we continue to stop making excuses, we continue to draw closer and closer in relationship with you and others around us. Thank you. Thank you for so many blessings that we don't even deserve. Thank you for the ability to even be here this morning. Thank you for our homes, our food, our freedom. And I pray that we take all of those blessings that you have given us and that we turn them into opportunities, not excuses, but opportunities. Opportunities that honor you, that glorify you, that make your light shown in our communities. Thank you. Thank you for loving us through those times we made excuses and loving us unconditionally. Even as we may make excuses in the future, Thank you for being in those moments with us to journey through that so that we can journey to something greater. Something meaningful with deep purpose and live a life and run a race with endurance for you. In your name we pray, amen.